Welcome to Soul Talk, soulful conversations exploring who you are, why you're here, and how to live your most authentic life. My name is Coop Blackson, nationally best-selling author of You Are The One, transformational teacher, and your host. I invite you to subscribe to the Soul Talk podcast for weekly inspiration from me, where I will share with you some powerful ideas, thoughts, and practical life wisdom to help you live life more fully, freeing yourself from your past, reclaiming your power, and living your true life's purpose. You can also go to www.coopblackson.com, enter your name and email to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment. Let's get started with Soul Talk. Welcome, folks. Welcome to another very, very special episode of the Soul Talk podcast. Uh, Today's uh, episode I know is going to be a special one. It always is when I have this amazing soul on. Um, He's become a, a yearly regular on Soul Talk around this time of year as we start thinking about Valentine's Day and all things love. Um, he's a legend. He's a, a hero of mine. I'm proud to call him a friend. Um, author of Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, and many, many, many other books. I think he doesn't need too much of an introduction. The amazing John Gray. Welcome to Soul Talk. Welcome back to Soul Talk. Uh, Kud, happy to be with you once again. Always happy. It's really great to be here. And uh, I'm always looking forward to our chats because you always bring so much value and and enlightenment uh, on all on all things that we we touch on. So, look, I just want to start with the theme of love, since that's also what you're known for. But it's something that people are thinking about this time as we move into Valentine's Day. <clears throat> First thing I want to just ask you is for those that for those that aren't in a relationship and they're moving into Valentine's Day this this season of the year, um, not feeling great really wanting a relationship. Can you just really like just launch in, dive in and share like what is your mini masterclass guidance for that person? It's like, I want a relationship, John. I haven't manifested my soulmate. I've done all the shit. I've visualized, I've practiced the secret. I've, I've you know, I've taken the soulmate secret course and calling in. The, I've done everything. Person's still not freaking, freaking showing up. Mm-hmm. And so what is, what is, what is the issue? Is it my karma or is it my destiny? Like, sh- should I give up? Should I surrender? I don't know what to do. So what if they, what if someone is in that place? Well, first of all, don't go out alone on Valentine's day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, part of the whole idea of the law of attraction and so forth is, is in sales, it's called a yes set. Uh, mm-hmm. You, 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 somebody says yes to a deal and a yes to a deal. You feel so confident. The energy is flowing. You're expecting you. It's in your consciousness. A yes, a yes, a yes. You tend to draw that in. And then you get to your, your, in a certain level of where you can, where you can accept and then it comes back down. Okay. So this is kind of up and down. We all have a limit to how much we can receive because we start to feel we don't deserve on some level. What's wrong with me? Why can't I have that? Uh, it just shows up. We, Think about this idea for a moment, which is, if you remember the Alfred Hitchcock movies, some people don't, but what he was known for is he'd create these very safe settings where everybody's relaxed and then suddenly danger would come. Right. Shock you. Well, interesting. That's when we have the biggest shocks in our life is when there's no danger and then something happens. And usually that's in childhood when we're having fun 
and we mm -hmm. bump our head, we get in trouble. It seems like we always get in trouble for doing the things we love to do. <laughs> so, so what happens is we, we sort of have a limit to how much good we can accept. And then we start to feel afraid and begin to doubt. Uh, so what I focus on is, you know, my, my lovely wife, Bonnie, we were married for 34 years and she passed away five years ago. And I did two two years of healing and then found a partner. And, uh, you know, at 72 years old, uh, one of my strategies was, I'm not going to be too picky. I don't have a lot of time. <laughs> you know, why waste time? All right. So I, I'm, I'm, if we feel generally happy within ourselves and fulfilled mm -hmm. to a great extent, we don't need a person so much to be happy. We need a person to be happier. We can mm -hmm. have that attitude of, I'm sorry. It's a nice way of saying is not be so picky. Mm. And, 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 and in particularly for, for people when they're dating, uh, and that's who we're talking about right now, single people. If you're a woman, I have different advice. If you're a man, I have different advice. If you're a woman, the advice is check out the men who are interested in you. And maybe you feel like I'm not that interested in him. Good. Uh, as long as he's got a job and he seems to have manners and he's not dangerous, hmm. go on a nice date for the purpose of not finding the right person for me, but to have a good time, to enjoy yourself, to allow hmm. yourself to be in relationship. That's kind of like a yes set as well. Hmm. So many women tell me once they start dating, then suddenly more men are interested in them. Hmm. Uh, if you're just sitting alone or you're feeling alone, the energy's not going out to pull energy in. So, mm -hmm. so the idea here is that our pickiness comes from, and it's kind of harsh to say it, but you know, people get judgmental and picky and not enough, not enough. And, and you can't argue with that, except that, yeah, this is not enough unless I put on another pair of glasses mm -hmm. and another pair of glasses, suddenly things look different. Okay. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you, you have to wear the glasses of dating, which is you're not looking for the perfect person. As soon as you're looking for the perfect person, the one for you, and I believe there is a one for all of us uh, who want to have a one, uh, the special one I want to share my life with. Now, some people want to stay single. Okay, fine. Mm. But if you're looking for love and a special partner, when you're dating, if you think you're, you're like, is this the one for me? Am I wasting my time with them? You're going to be too judgmental too critical. Mm. We we can't help our criticism in our brain. Everybody knows there's just times when we're impatient, times when we're critical, times when we're judgmental. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a teacher. So <laughs> occasionally I hear a teacher online and I get irritated. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm a loving person, but sometimes I, when, when they, when they have ideas that don't seem to resonate with mine, mm. it sort of mm. grates on me. Uh, but I have, that's, Pretty much given that up. Mm. Uh, my wife at one point said to me, I don't want to go to that talk. I said, why not? She says, because you come home and criticize them. <laughs> <laughs> so I just stopped doing it and I don't do it. And if I notice myself doing it, I go, oh, John, that's just your insecurity. Right. People can have different points of view. It doesn't mean nobody's going to love you. Mm. Okay. There's plenty of people to love you. You don't have to have everybody. So <laughs> you have to have a, a way of working around these things. But mm. when it, when it comes to uh, house shopping. This is another good example. If you're shopping for a house uh, and you find something that is possibly acceptable, 
and you're going to buy it, what's going to happen is you're going to hire someone to find all the defects. Right. See, so as soon as you get into the mind space of I'm looking for the one or I'm desperate, mm. my time's running out, any of those things are going to put your brain into a fight or flight. And, and, and you don't think of it at fight or flight. Yeah, I, I like this house. I want to buy this house. But as soon as you think I want to buy it, and you're starting to get closer, you're going to start seeing everything that's wrong with it. You want to know mm -hmm. the history of it. And today you actually hire people to find out everything that's yeah. wrong with the house. Yeah. Well, that's Inspector. what your brain, that's what your brain does is when you're focused on, is this the right person for me? Now I know it's, it's of great value to imagine in your meditations and whatever, having a, a wonderful relationship mm -hmm. and how it would make you feel. That's the most important thing is to get into a yes set of I'm feeling loved. I'm feeling mm. joyful. I'm feeling happy. I'm feeling worthy. I'm looking forward to my uh, mm. future life together with this person. That's just a, it's to generate those feelings inside. It's very, very powerful. But then, but in action, where do you start? You've got to take action. And right. the action you go with is the right person is on their way and will mm. take who comes along the way. Okay. So mm. that's for a woman, which is if you find yourself, First of all, if you if you have a pattern of being with men that were not enough for you or they didn't call back, okay? So mm -hmm. it, you kind of go, why did I do mm -hmm. that? Well, in that situation, if in that pattern you have, you are immediately sexually attracted to a man, then you have a pattern of being attracted, sexually attracted to the wrong men. So now when you're sexually mm -hmm. attracted to a man right away, he's the wrong guy. You already know that you have a history. Wow. Now in psychology, we would call that a, a, a father issue, which mm -hmm. is generally speaking, and there's always some exceptions, but if your pattern is that you get sexually attracted and you find out the man's either married, he's not available, he's a mm -hmm. drug addict, he doesn't have a job, you know, you find out these things later or he's mm -hmm. just not interested in you. He just wanted to use you for a while and, and left mm -hmm. you. Uh, that's not a good man for you. Mm -hmm. But so how do you go, why do I pick the wrong guys? If that's mm -hmm. the case, if you pick the wrong guys, well, what are you picking from? Okay, are you picking from your, uh, are you turned on by them? Or is your mind turned on by them that you feel safe, you feel they're interesting, you like talking with them, you like interacting with them. See, that's a mental attraction. And then an emotional attraction that somebody makes you really happy when you're with them. Then the physical attraction comes. Mm. For a lot of women, First, he has to earn his way into her before she really flames on, so to speak. Yeah. But if you if you don't even know somebody and you're turned on to them, uh, <laughs> that's a father issue. It means that your father wasn't there for you and you're still trying to get daddy to love you. So you mm. tend to be a people pleaser. Uh, you, you, you're going to make it happen. You're going to go after the guy rather than uh, being more feminine, which is putting yourself out there but not pursuing men. You don't want to pursue mm -hmm. men. That's you're going to your male side too much, which is, but you do have to, because men today are not like they used to be. Men used to be very pursuing. Uh, <laughs> right. They're, they're a little shy, you know, a little insecure, afraid of rejection. They're more swipe feminine. to the left, swipe to the left. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so basically, as a woman, you want to be a little bit forward, meaning if you find somebody interesting and fascinating, you, you can start conversation, you can get to know that person, but then you have to back off and let them pursue you more. Mm -hmm. What you could be keeping the right man in your life out by just pursuing men 
or by being turned on to men right away, whereas to go slow. I know that's not a popular idea. You'll be seen yeah. as a prude. Yeah. But uh, if the man wants you, he'll pursue you as long as his ego is, doesn't collapse. Now, mm -hmm. part of a collapsed ego is there's this illusion that all men are getting laid. They're not, okay? <laughs> All right, there's less sex than ever before, according to what I read about and hear about and so mm -hmm. forth. Uh, I'm having plenty of sex, but I'm <laughs> <laughs> in your 70s. <laughs> in my 70s, right, right. So, but it's definitely not happening for other people. They don't have the relationship skills for it to happen. And, but there is this certain level of very superficial uh, relationships where 10% of the men are getting laid, but they mm -hmm. never commit. Okay, mm -hmm. they, they, they have the whole, uh, vast number of women online trying to find a good guy and they they look they look like a good guy you know they're right. they're, they're over six feet tall they've got uh -huh. a job and they have a nice bio okay uh -huh. you gotta go okay that that's great he's got a job maybe he's got a good picture of him whatever and those 10 percent of guys because they make money and they're tall and they might be more handsome than most they will get 90 percent of the women Okay, so that's what's going on, what I read about and so forth, is 10% of the guys are getting 90% of the women. And mm -hmm. if they get them, it's really a one-night stand. Okay, that's mm -hmm. it. So they've got 90% of the women all feeling, I can't trust men. <laughs> I feel betrayed by men. Uh -huh. Men aren't there for me. No, it's just 10% that are that way. And the reason they're that way is because they don't have to work for it. They don't have to right. do anything for it. And they have so many choices, it's hard to decide on one when you've got everybody coming out of the wall for you. It's easy picking. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, can, you, can, you, can you address one thing can kind of connected to that? And then 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 I want you to continue. Because you said like, okay, for the women, don't be too picky. But okay. Where is the line of not being picky and then settling and then having discernment? But now you're also so that's kind of one part of the question. But now you're also saying, but then there's like He's 10% of the guys getting 90% of the women and then sort of messing messing it up for the other guys. No, and so shouldn't the women be a bit more discerning? Shouldn't they be picky? Can you, like, where is it between picky and settling and discernment? And how does that come together? Um, notice what your body does, okay? So your body has the knowledge, which is you're meeting some guy and you're all turned on to him. He's a fantasy. He's not real. You don't even know him. He hasn't done anything for you. You're, mm. you're imagining that you're already together, okay? When, mm. when you're, and that fantasy, uh, you, you, it's, if it's exciting you sexually, it's generally the wrong guy, all right? Okay. If, if that's your pattern. Now, some women, mm. maybe they, they don't have a father issue <laughs> and they meet a guy and he's the full package for her and she's excited and turned on to him, whatever, then that's healthy and normal. But mm. generally speaking, women are not that easy. If you look at a million years of evolution, <laughs> women are biologically not easy to have, have sex with you. You have to mm. earn it because biologically for a woman, there's huge consequences of having sex, biological consequences. She's going to get pregnant. She's going to have a baby. Uh, she's not going to want to, the body doesn't feel sexual to some guy until he's proven himself. She needs to mm -hmm. test him. He, she needs to experience him. So there's mm -hmm. a natural process of women getting turned on, uh, it, taking time before it becomes really sexual excitement. Okay. Mm. This, this fantasy can do it. All right. There's no doubt about it. Fantasy does it, but you don't want to fall. You don't want to date yeah. fantasy. You right. want to find reality. Mm. And, you know, and, and 
to explain this a little bit more, every book on sex, for example, explains that generally speaking, unless you haven't seen each other for a while or it's new and exciting, women need more foreplay and mm. or be want to have it be penetrated. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I, I want it. I got it. I need it. <laughs> you know, just like, I miss you, please come. All right. And so, you know, that desire inside of her biologically, we know that women, the desire to have sex to, to F. Okay. Let's be graphic about, mm -hmm. you know, to, to get fucked. I want to be yeah. fucked. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a woman when her estrogen levels are really high and her testosterone levels are now rising. Mm -hmm. It's basically fuck me. See, that's a feeling. Now, not all women have that unless, unless they have this father issue. That's one thing. But the other thing is if you have somebody who's like right for you, who cares about you, you're not going to feel F me right away. You need to have more foreplay. You need to have more stimulation because mm -hmm. what that stimulation does is it raises your estrogen based on reality. And when estrogen levels go very high, then your body will make testosterone and then F me. And mm -hmm. I mean, this is such a sad story in marriages. You know, men are running around trying to get women to have sex with them, trying to get their wife to have sex with them. You no, know, it should be the other way around. I mean, this, this is my life. When you, when a woman has plenty of estrogen because you have good communication skills and you do the little things and she feels mm. safe and secure and you've got a job and you never get mad at her, you know, a lot of the good skills of what I teach, then women, their estrogen levels go higher and then they're more horny than you are. Mm -hmm. See, that, that's the healthy relationship. Now, people don't know how to do that. I granted uh, that's, you know, what I, and then at, at 40, around 40, when men have been rejected so many times because their wives weren't in the mood, mm. then the woman says, I want more sex. He's, that's, you know, that's a different story. She's saying, I want more sex because I'm dissatisfied. You know, mm. she wants to feel the way she felt in the beginning when they did have sex, but she doesn't really have the hormones of mm. wanting F, F me. Uh, that's the power place. And a lot of women, when they feel that right away with a guy, clearly he's the wrong guy. You, you shouldn't be feeling that. If you're a healthy woman, you have self-esteem, you pick the right person. Mm. And you could mm. say to me, how can you say that about me? Well, I'm not talking about every woman, just every woman I've ever met who had this problem. And look at your history. Mm. This is known in psychology is when, when your history is I keep getting turned on to men who are not available. <laughs> I keep right. turning on right. the men have commitment issues. I keep getting turned on to men who are you know, already taken you have a big problem. And so mm -hmm. how do you solve that problem? You solve that problem by saying, okay, I just need to think of it like I have a, a, a trust issue, which is I'm attracted to men I shouldn't trust. Mm -hmm. That will mean I'm not attracted to men I can trust. See, that's a simple piece of logic. If I, Who can I trust? Well, if I keep trusting the wrong people, it means I don't know how to trust the right person. Mm -hmm. So the right person to trust is is you're going to think they're boring. You're going to think they're they're you know he's a nice guy, <laughs> but it's kind of boring and kind of flat and not too much to it. Okay, well you're just boring. That's all that that is. <laughs> you, know, you can't look to a guy. You know all these women say, oh I want a guy who entertains me and he's funny and he you can entertain him. You know <laughs> this it's reciprocal. You're demanding everything from him. There's a lot of wanting to be entertained. Women are a good sense of humor. Men think we're supposed to crack jokes all the time. Mm. No, you're not cracking jokes. 
what you do is you, you take yourself lightly. That is a very attractive thing when a guy can laugh about himself. That means he doesn't get heavy. A light, light about myself. I mean, I, it's like water off my back. Yeah, I blew that one. I made that mistake. You know, it's not a heaviness, but it's not like being a comedian. You know, I know comedians have the worst relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the woman that attracts a guy that she says, okay, he's boring. He's not really my type. I don't really feel chemistry with him. Are you saying she should? She should let him pay, take her to dinner. Okay. Tell him where she wants to go. She should, she should learn a skill. The skill is asking for what you want. Okay. okay. This, this is guys interested in you. And he said, oh, well, let's go do something. What do you want to do? Tell him what you want to do. Give him three things. Well, we could do this. We could do this. We could do this. You mm-hmm. pick. Mm-hmm. Okay? So he can, still gets to be the guy. He's not being told what to do, but you're giving him options. Right. And right. you don't have sex right away. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is, you start in your mind and, and you don't want to have sex with him anyway, because <laughs> he's not exciting you but basically say all right i'm open to having an experience with a man where my goal is not to find the right relationship but just enjoy myself i'm gonna have nice conversation i'm gonna practice uh expressing whatever i think and feel i'm gonna women don't always express what they think and feel or when they do some of these empowered women i do express what i think and Mm -hmm. feel and it's it's negative (laughs) it's opinionated (laughs) you know it's like be, be, be feminine about things, uh, which is more positive, more loving, more friendly, more kind, but yeah. also assertive, you know, about, well, I think this is true. And well, I disagree with that. I see your point. That makes sense to me, but I have a completely different point of view. Show your differences. Differences create attraction if they're done properly. The problem is, is what women will often do when a guy expresses a point of view of, why would you think that? Well, that's foolish or that's stupid or that's sort of judgmental or that's that's not right. Instead, that just pushes somebody away. And yeah. then and they they well, why do you think that? Then they're not kind of an argument, whatever. Mm. Try just having differences come together and have a positive response. Like, well, that makes sense. I hadn't thought about that way. And I have a different point of view. Express your differences, be yourself, be authentic, mm-hmm. but do it in a nice way. And in an appropriate way, like don't interview them whether you want to have kids or not, and how much money do you make, and what's your. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not like you're on a job interview. You mm-hmm. found you're attracted to someone who's attracted to you, but your attraction is more in your mind. It's more of a curiosity. It's more of an admiration. It's like, what do you do? And you know, like people go on dating apps. Don't say what you do. Of course, you should say what you do. That's what men are all about. Look what I can do. That's mm-hmm. what women want: is a man who has evidence that I can do things. And I love my work. I'm not a loser. I'm not a. I'm not a, a negative being complaining about life. That's what he has to practice. And mm-hmm. what he has to practice is finding his courage to introduce himself to women he's attracted to. And this is the problem for guys: is mm-hmm. that we have such a stigma on sex. Oh, before I get to guys and sex, let me just, um, <laughs> let me say what a woman can do. Because clearly I started out by saying this yeah. is an illusion that everybody's having sex. And if you don't have sex with a guy right away, mm-hmm. uh, a few little conversations will happen. <laughs> here's here's one, which is he'll, he'll say, you know, well, well, don't you respect me? <laughs> mm-hmm. What she should say is, yes, I respect you. I'm not trying to change you at all. And I'd like you to respect me and don't try to change me. 
And so men play all kinds of games. They, they don't know what they're doing. They just feel like, hey, don't you feel it? Don't you want to do it? And you might feel it. You might want to do it, but don't do it. And why, how you do it is you let them off the hook easily, which basically you say, yes, I would love to have sex with you soon. Mm -hmm. I just know it would be so much better if we take time to get to know each other. Mm -hmm. Another version is, well, you know, I'm, I'm a bit old fashioned. You know, I'd like to go on several dates, get to know somebody and then see if it, see if the attraction stays there. And, but if you want to do it now, these men are going to try to convince you. That's okay. That's his job to some extent. They try to convince you. Hmm. And, and your job is just set your boundary. You're the gatekeeper. You've got the vagina. You rule that area. And if you don't rule that correctly, uh, you give it away free. He'll lose interest in you. Mm. This, and, and you'll lose interest in him too. Because if he's the kind who's pursued you, but you're not really trying to get him, that's a really good place to practice new relationship skills. I have a book called Mars Venus on a Date. It's all new relationship skills, uh, which are counterintuitive. It's like a few of them I'll give right now, which are on a date, make sure you talk much more than him. Hmm. What? Yeah, exactly. Make sure you talk more than him. Women typically ask men questions. You know, see, the instinct of women is to share. But they feel guilty sharing. That would be selfish. It's like if my mm. I, two women get together and I say, "Oh, Mary, I'm a big woman for a second. Oh, Mary, oh, so happy to see you. I have to tell you all about my kids. That would be rude. Mm. What you would do is, say, "Oh, Mary, I'm so happy to see you. How are your kids?" And so they'll ask questions first, and mm. then because they they've done their job of asking questions and listening good, now I can say oh, my kids are doing like this and this, and I expect you to then ask me about my kids. It's mm -hmm. this typical thing. Well, men aren't that way. If we want to talk, we talk. If we don't, we don't. We don't have, mm -hmm. it's like a, we don't have those guidelines and rules and whatever. Speak if you want to. So women don't just speak up when they have something to say quite often. And what they do is you ask, they ask you questions and get you talking. Mm -hmm. And the more they get you talking, men can start talking. We'll talk about ourselves and we lose interest in her. We're more interested in ourselves. It, you, you you don't want to ask a lot of questions sometimes just to get the conversation going. If you feel awkward, just saying what you think and how you feel, it would be mm -hmm. simple as I was watching TV. I watched a YouTube video. It was amazing. I heard this and this. I heard Coot. Coot was saying this. You know, what do you think about that? And I always ask him, what do you think about that? Never mm -hmm. ask a man, what, how do you feel about that? Okay. Mm -hmm. Bring him over to his male side. I have a female side. I have all these feelings and everything. But when you're dating, particularly, he needs to be this masculine side needs to come out. And, and sometimes people who don't know my work will go, well, aren't we all just gender fluid and man's woman? No, no, we're not. Biologically, I've got biology. If I'm a man, mm. testosterone, I need to make, I need to make 10 times more testosterone than a woman just to feel good. And I need to make 20 times to be uh, interested in having a relationship with her. Hmm. testosterone is the commitment hormone in men men who wow. have testosterone they stick to it you know these low mm -hmm. testosterone men i don't know if i maybe i'll get maybe i'll be in a relationship maybe i'm not <laughs> you know this all this sort of weakness of uncertainty as opposed to all right i'm gonna say i'm gonna do something i'm gonna do it so that's mm -hmm. power that's masculine power and whenever a man has power you can also look at what's correlated with that is always high testosterone you can't mm -hmm. have a a um a depressed man with high testosterone. It doesn't exist. Mm. Anytime a man is depressed, he has low testosterone. Now, some people criticize me by saying, 
Well, you can't say testosterone is the cause. No, I can't because we don't have any studies showing. We can just have studies saying that when a man is depressed, his testosterone is low. Always. When a man is angry, his estrogen is high. Okay, mm. this is simple stuff. That's his female hormone. Women, well, I call it the female hormones because estrogen is something women need to make 10 times more than a man. They need 20 times more than a man to have an orgasm. Mm. So clearly we want to know what kind of mindset is associated with estrogen and what mindset is associated with testosterone. Whenever you feel independent, like I can do this, I know how to do this, you're going to have high testosterone. It's just going to go up. And when you feel like, I don't know what to do, I can't do this, your testosterone's going down. Mm -hmm. these, these are biological realities that we want to mm -hmm. help us guide us in our life. Culture used to guide us by yes. culture said, men, you do this and this and this. And all those things men did, those are testosterone stimulators. Right. Do these things. And those are all estrogen stimulators. Mm -hmm. But we've outgrown that. Okay. So uh, I, I don't want to go off to war to have the high testosterone. <laughs> right. Right. So yeah. I, I don't right. want to suffer. What, what, can you just clarify why should women do more of the talking on the date? Okay. We'll come back to that. Just, just to clarify that. It's for women. When women reveal what's inside, what are mm. they doing? They're being vulnerable. When mm. they express who they are, when they share what's inside, when a woman shares with a man, expresses what's inside, it's the same thing of her spreading her legs. And if he listens, he's putting his penis in. Okay, mm. it's the di that's the male-female energy. The man penetrates the woman. See, most people, don't they don't see it clearly. And it's obvious once you point it out. When if I'm sharing my feelings and you're listening, you're penetrating me on an emotional level. That's what a therapist does. I'm penetrating women emotionally all the time, listening. To, and as a result, they pay me a lot of money because it's not a sexual thing at all. And they feel safe and they feel better and they feel good just having somebody hear them and connect with them. Mm. And, you know, not all people are good at connecting. Not all men are good at connecting. And I teach women how to get a guy to connect more. So anytime a woman can share what's inside and she feels respected, understood, and someone cares, those are the key factors. That's what a therapist does. Mm -hmm. He respects you. It's your time. I'm going to give it to you. I'm not going to do anything else. I'm taking the time to validate and see where you're coming from. I'm not judging you. Mm -hmm. And I also empathize with you, which is a form of caring. And I make yep. sure I'm on time. You know, these are, okay, these are basic things that I now know are major mm -hmm behaviors a man can do that will raise a woman's estrogen levels. Mm -hmm. When a woman's estrogen levels go up, her stress goes down. Her mind becomes less judgmental. It becomes less critical. It mm. becomes happier. It can see the good in someone as opposed to the not good in someone. Mm. See, the, the, the reality of life is that nobody's perfect, right? And so there's always going to be, you know, I'm married again, but the woman I married also has a child and a family. Mm. <laughs> There's other stuff that I wasn't planning on, but you take it all with it. You know, when I married Bonnie of 34 years, she had relatives and they had problems. And, you know, it was like, okay, that makes it inconvenient, but I I take the good with the bad, so to speak. You man up for it. Nothing's ever going to be so easy. We're a little addicted in our society to easy inconvenience. Yeah. It's a, a weakening. We're soft in our willpower. And, you know, we don't have the motivation we used to have. We don't have the stick to it that we used to have. It's mm -hmm. we're always looking for convenience. Mm -hmm. And that's not so good for men. For women, it's fine. Mm. Well, so what, what, when does someone know? Okay, you're talking about it's not easy. Okay, but when does someone know when 
Okay, this relationship, let's say now someone's in a, we'll go back to the men part in a second. Okay. Let's just imagine you're in a relationship. Shit is flying everywhere. It's hard. They come to you, John, this is hard. It's so difficult. It's such a stress. It's such a struggle. So many issues between us, drama, this, that. When does someone know when, okay, it, 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 I, I need to let this go? If you have no hope. It's a hope's a real clear thing. You see, what I do with my clients, because I, you know, I get a lot of a lot of wonderful beautiful people, but some of them have big problems, all right? Mm. And they've been to this expert and that expert and that expert. Yeah. Nothing seems to get better, but they're attached to each other. There's this yes. bonding. They they don't want to end it. They just like fighting with each other. Okay. So what I point out to them is this is what's going to happen. I'm going to point out to you all your mistakes. There's never a time in your relationship where there's a an eruption that you're not at fault. Mm. And I'll convince you of that. And it's and also your partner's at fault. There's always two together. So you are completely hopeless if you can't mm. see your side of it. Mm. That's the first step. And most people don't know their side of it. They don't know another way that they can do. Now, maybe they think, okay, I'm a terrible person, mm. but they don't know a way that they can actually be a better person. So I show yeah. them what to do. And that's not always so hard. For example, uh, if there's a, a, a doorway over here and there's a doorway a couple of feet away, but nobody told you there's a doorway two feet away. They didn't mm -hmm. tell you that. So you mm -hmm. got to take the long route as opposed to, hey, guess what? There's a, a doorway right here. And you go, really? And mm -hmm. it's something that they can go out. Of course, they're going to do that. So my a lot of these ideas are people just don't know how to make a relationship work. They don't know. And we can say platitudes like love your partner, forgive your partner, but you're, you're just going to end up doing the same stuff. That's not practical. The mm. practical stuff is, well, I was giving some things on dates, which is practical, like in a marriage, a practical thing. And most people are older, have been married or been in relationships. They've sabotaged them. And so mm. that makes them even more afraid, which makes you more picky because it mm. failed before and our picky brain gets in the way and we can't really see the good in people. And all you have to do is start seeing the good in this guy, but he's maybe not perfect for you, but you're already starting to see the good in men. Start getting men to do things for you, listen to you, learn how to communicate in a way where men are interested in you. So these are all skills that we can learn within ourselves. So what I do with a couple, when you've got all these problems, yeah, how do you know you've got this person, you've invested a lot of time and energy in them. Maybe you even have children, but oh my God, yeah. can't we keep this thing together? No hope unless you can see the mistakes you're making and the mistakes are things that you can actually overcome pretty easily. And that's the guidance people need. For example, uh, my marriage with Bonnie would have been a disaster if I hadn't learned that when I'm angry, it will all, if I even start to feel angry, a woman can't hear a word I say. Mm. Why talk when a woman can't hear a word you say? And even more foolish, if you talk and a woman can't hear a word you say, you're only going to get uh, it. It's yeah. a, no point. So it's basically learning to realize, regulate myself if I'm starting and give my partner permission to simply say, you're getting angry. So you're saying when you're angry as a man, your partner, your your wife could not hear what you were saying. Can't hear a word you're saying. What? From her heart. No, From she's heart. in danger. Could, if you're um, angry, you're, you could kill me. Yeah. You've got right, a primitive yeah. brain in here. Right. Men... In the history, and men right. when got angry, had no control. Mm. Now we have control. And the control we need to exert is if we're angry to pull, be polite and walk into another room. Mm. That's so, called de-escalate, de-escalate. So don't express that anger to your woman. Absolutely. And, and 
So yeah. basically, as men, we should remove ourselves from the room, from our partner, and go deal with that anger. Yeah, and you should have a discussion about this as a policy in our relationship, uh-huh. is that I've learned that when I get mm-hmm. angry, it mm-hmm. will create a fear response inside of you, and mm-hmm. you won't be able to appreciate. You can't. I'm not judging you. You have no ability to appreciate what I'm saying when you're in a state of fight or flight. Mm-hmm. You literally don't. And you don't have the ability to remember all of the good things about your partner. So a, a little metaphor for this mm-hmm. is think of the the emotional memory in the brain in a woman is twice as big in a man. Mm-hmm. And even minor stress activates it eight times more than a man. For a man, big stress will activate it. But minor stress, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit of argument, he's, he's, he looks at you and go, well, that's ridiculous. Well, that's stupid. Well, already she's feeling stressed, mm-hmm. but she's feeling minimized. And, and you know, well, my wife could say, well, that's ridiculous. I go, maybe. <laughs> <Does it? laughs> we have different sensitivities. So when a woman, and this is measurable in her brain, under moderate stress, she has eight times more blood flow to the emotional memory of the brain. Okay, this mm-hmm. is limbic system. That's where it is. And it's twice as big in women, generally speaking. So think of it as a metaphor. When she's stressed, her brain looks at the negative. Like you're in danger, you want to look at where's the where's the terrorist, you know, where where's the you know the tiger? So you have to look for the negative. You don't look for oh a sunshiny day. You don't think about that. So as soon as you have a stress response, your brain goes into a bias to look at negativity. That's like if you're trying to find the right person for you on a date, you're going to have the bias of looking at what's wrong with them rather than creating a yes set of I had a fun date with a man. And that was funny. He's not the one for me, but I enjoyed getting to know him. Maybe we get to know each other more. He, we can be friends if it doesn't work out. And now he wants to have sex with me. Maybe I could kiss him and see what that's like. And then and then stop. Always mm-hmm. stop after the kiss. And he, well, let's do more. And if you want to do more, don't. You want to give it some time to well up inside for your body to open to this. And you can say to him, but, but don't you want to do more? You say, oh, yes, I so much want to do more. I just need to go slow. Then his ego doesn't get rejected. See, this is a big thing, whereas men, even in marriage, I, I figured this out with Bonnie when I'd want to have sex if she wasn't in the mood. I'd feel so rejected. And then I figured out, is there a part of you that wants to have sex with me? And she said, well, John, always is a part of me that wants to have sex with you. I just have to do this and this and this and this. And this. <laughs> okay. And then the next thing, it took me about another five years to learn this one, which was then I said, let me know when you're ready. Then, oh. then I'm fine. Let me know when you're ready. There's no big mystery. I'm no longer hunting. Is she now in the mood? Is she not? Just, you know, I put it on your side of the table. Now let me know when you're ready. Mm. As simple as that. It's soft. See, these are skills and insights that most people don't know because we are now more emotional beings. Okay. The, the, the dynamic of once we get out of survival mode where the man's the provider mm. and the woman's the homemaker, that, that in itself creates those hormones. But mm. as soon as women are on their male side, being more independent, they're making male hormones. Mm. So what do they need a man for? And so many women go, yeah, what do I need a man for? I'd like to have a man. It'd be nice to have a man. No, what do you need a man for? You know, when you're hungry, I was really hungry the other day and I really enjoyed my food. I said, oh, this is, you let yourself be hungry and eat. Tastes so, so good. And it, so if you feel your need for what a man can provide for you, a lot of women don't know what a man, what they need, what they right. need for a man. Right. Uh, I was just, re- I'll just mention this one, Coop, which is there's actually two forms of vitamin D out there. Uh, you know, everybody who got sick from COVID went to the hospital, died mm. basically. And of course that's because they gave them Regeneron and then put on a machine and they died. It was a death sentence to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were so many other treatments that they were not allowed to give. 
But besides that, every single person who died had extremely low vitamin D levels. All you have to do is, and there's, you take your normal vitamin D pills, it can take weeks and months even for your D levels to come up. But there's wow. another one, which is vitamin D, which will raise it in, one, in 10 minutes. It will raise it right up. Mm. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but you can look at the fast acting vitamin D online. Mm. And I, mm. I've learned all this stuff, but I didn't know about that. And it's actually, it's what doctors can give for certain diseases, but they shouldn't, they should have given it for COVID. Mm. Uh, and most people don't know about the fast acting vitamin D. So look on searches. Mm-hmm. It, it's not just vitamin D3. It's a funny name for it. But anyway, but the point I'm making there is we need fast action, fast acting uh, vitamins for us, which is what is it that we really need? Mm-hmm. As opposed to kind of like to have a man, maybe I don't need a man. No, I need a man. What do I need a man for? I need a man to feel vulnerable, that I can become naked with him, not just physically, mm-hmm. but emotionally, mentally. And I know how to communicate my mind and my emotions in a way where a man can hear. I don't know any women who know how to do that who are single. Mm. Some happily married women have figured it out. Mm. <laughs> I just so how, it. how can a woman communicate her emotions to a man in a way that he can hear? Give, right. us, the, give us the code. Uh, the, the code is never communicate your emotions or your words in a way that makes a man feel less than. Simple as that. Mm. Give, give, me, give, give us an example. You forgot to empty the trash. Uh, you didn't call me on time. Why do you mm-hmm. leave your shoes there? Well, what a stupid idea. You didn't do this. It's called complaining and nagging. Mm. And women don't know what else to do because men keep repeating the things that annoy them. Well, how right. do I tell him yeah. put your shoes away? So how does she tell him? You don't tell him. You ask him again and again and again. And each time you reward him. Mm-hmm. So you might say something as simple as this. Give me mm-hmm. one example of... I can give you many, but if you have one. The shoes, you know, the putting the shoes away. You left your shoes. trash. Yeah, you forgot to put the trash out. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> you put your shoes off. So then when he does it, you basically say, oh, honey, would you try to remember next week to bring the trash out? That's it. One little thought. Then, then you give him a warning closer. Oh, honey, tomorrow's trash night. I just want to remind you. No big deal. Always say no big deal. Just a little reminder so that you catch him when he does it, when he actually does it, that's when the change actually starts to happen. You may have to ask a few times, but -hmm. when you ask a few times, each time you ask as if it's the first time. So your Mm -hmm. shoes are in front of the floor. He's like, oh, honey, next time, would you put your shoes away? It just looks so much nicer. It's no big deal. (laughs) Always no big deal. If you say no big deal, a man can hear it. If you say, the tone of voice will say, oh, you left your shoes on the floor again, they stink. Okay, so it's a little thing. These are little things. Why does that big deal? Why does that big deal piece affect guys? Oh, there's three kinds of love that affects guys. Remember, I mentioned what women need is messages that say, I care, you're a priority, Mm -hmm. I understand, and I respect you. These are important things. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, her estrogen doesn't go up. Yes. What makes a testosterone go up? Whenever a man does something and you say, Oh, that was so helpful, appreciation. It's like when you're giving a talk and everybody's clapping, your testosterone goes up. And what's interesting, if you look at any performer, man or woman, if you're doing a show, putting yourself out there, taking a risk to put yourself through action, through performance, through genius, whatever it is, and people acknowledge you, you feel fantastic. Now, Mm -hmm. I feel fantastic already. And many 
people do because I anticipate it. I know what's going to happen. So if I anticipate success, my testosterone always goes up. Mm -hmm. And what does a man do, particularly when the audience is applauding? He bows. He honors you. He, you humble him. That's what we want to do as humble men. Arrogant men just are not getting enough appreciation. They're insecure. So he needs appreciation. And women need appreciation too. But to lower stress, what men need for testosterone is opportunities where he can do something for you and you can appreciate it. Not that uh, you appreciate him that he's your husband. He's sitting on the couch and ignoring you. Right. Uh, you don't punish him for that. What you do mm. is say, honey, when you have a chance, would you help me with this? Mm. And he says, what is it? And I said, well, when you have a chance, no push. And then he said, well, okay, what is it? What is it? Well, only take five minutes. Only take 10 minutes. And he was like, mm. okay, if you tell a man, I need your help, it'll only take five minutes. Every man will jump off the couch. Okay, I can do that. See, and particularly if he learns that doing little things is has the same reaction on a woman as mm. if I spent three hours mowing the lawn. Okay, it's, it's true. every act of love on a woman's body scores equal, big or small. So I can bring 50 roses, I'm going to get estrogen. I can give one rose, I'm going to give estrogen. See, mm -hmm. this is biology. These little mm -hmm. things make a big difference in terms of emotions and biology. You asked how to communicate emotions. The secret there is never communicate to a man in a way that makes him feel diminished or less than or not good enough or disapproved of. So what do you do? How, you, you're already feeling those things. And then you'll come to me, the therapist, and give me 50 reasons why you should feel those things. And I go, mm. well, that's just your excuse. I understand you feel those things, but you should learn how to let go of those feelings. You're going to have a reaction. If you punch me, I will bruise. Yes. But I have the self-healing power. I'm not going to go to him to heal my bruise. Mm. I'm going to go to myself, to my friends, to my life, to my prayers, to my meditation, to my health, to... You know, I have so many tools, personal growth tools that I have to turn my negativity, let it go, come back with mm -hmm. acceptance, with appreciation and with trust. He's doing his best. Those are the three things that men need most Beautiful. is to be appreciated, to be accepted and, and not to be seen as less than. We don't yeah. have to be seen as hero. But then the third one is trust. Trust. So trust. huge. Huge, 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 huge. You know, women go, my husband's not interested in me sexually anymore because in the beginning you had to have a lot of trust to get naked, right? You get naked. But then after that, that's superficial. That goes away after a while. How to keep them attracted to you for a lifetime is mm -hmm. the real meat of the situation. And that is your vulnerability. See, to get mm -hmm. naked is to be vulnerable, to be emotional and to share your emotions with your partner is takes a lot of trust. And, and he will be enlivened by it. It's an energy. What if, a, what if a woman says, okay, John, I get the trust part because I fully agree with you. When I feel my woman's trust in me, it's, it's the greatest turn on. It makes me want to be and run yes, through the wall. Like you get turned on. You get it's an everything. erection. It's, okay. everything. it's the erection of sort of consciousness, right? Yes, right. And, and, and so, but what if a woman says, okay, it's great, but my man... I don't trust him. He's not trustable. He's not present. He's not, he, uh, he, he, the way he's showing up in reality is not trustable, John. That's right. That's right. So what, how do I trust him if he's not trustable? And you say, what do you trust him? What do you not trust him about? Mm -hmm. You got to be specific. I mean, like uh, if you asked him to empty the trash, do you trust that he will say yes? Now, if you can't trust that, then you have an issue that you can solve. The solve is you have a discussion with him and say, honey, I have these feelings of this is what she can do. I have these feelings of insecurity. 
you have so much power, you have so much strength, and I start to feel little in your presence. And occasionally, if I can just ask you to do something for me, and you just do it, then it gives me a sense of power and I can feel like I'm your equal. Now, what man's going to be offended by that and not go along with that? <laughs> I already said, you're like amazing. I feel so much diminished in your presence. And it would make me feel powerful, equal to you. If I could say, hey, honey, would you make me a cup of tea? And you would only take a couple of minutes. And you say, absolutely. As opposed to, and that's a discussion that you have otherwise. Like my wife, out of the blue, she says, will you, will you find the remote control for me? <laughs> like, why can't you find it? Would be the normal <laughs> guy. You lost it. You know, she'll say, oh, maybe, would, John, would you make me some orange juice? You know, John, will you, will you run upstairs and get my, my uh, uh -huh. massage oil, massage my feet? I'm watching a TV show. She'll just plop down, put her legs on my, my lap and say, honey, would you just five minutes, give me a foot massage? Five minutes. Just say, keep the five minute rule there. Any man, when you say five minutes, it would make me happy. He'll do it. But you have to have this understanding that in your presence, you're so amazing. I feel insecure and powerless. And that's why I need to ask for these things. I can certainly do them for myself. Now that that's a new skill. Whoever thought of that, that's an amazing idea. Here's another one. This is when you're in an intimate relationship with someone. Never, ever let him put it in you until you feel he loves you. That's a requirement. And then when it start, when it goes in, first thing you say, because it's not just physical, it's also communication of love. You say, do you love me? He says, yes, I love you so much. How much do you love me? I love you with all my heart. Now, 10 years later in your marriage, you say, do you still love me so much? I love you more. You, we always love me. Do you regret marrying me? No, I don't regret. I'm so happy to be with you. You're the one. Do you still think I'm beautiful? Yes, I still think you're beautiful. You know, we talk about affirmations and so forth. Yeah, yeah. There's no more powerful time to be affirmed that you're loved yes. when you're that wide open. Yeah, and, sure. and you're more vulnerable. Imagine he, you're, you're yeah. having intercourse and you say to him, do you love me? He says, well, not all the time. Or, oh, shit. Beautiful? Well, you can work out more in the gym. It'd be cruel. It'd be heartless. Oh my God. So, yeah. He wouldn't say that. And you tell him in advance, I don't mm -hmm. want a logical answer. Okay. This mm -hmm. is the time for you to just mm -hmm. affirm your love for me. Mm -hmm. And that's when he can feel it the most. Yeah. Men do not feel love as strongly as when they're turned on. Mm -hmm. That's why we don't want to punish all those men who say, I love you. I love you. I love you when they don't because they're turned on. Okay. They don't, mm -hmm. they, they just love how they feel. But mm -hmm. when you're actually, when a woman, when a woman says, do you love me? She's opening up even more. Mm -hmm. And that and you're, when you say, yes, I love you, you just went inside. Mm -hmm. And there's no limit to how many times you can say this. Mm -hmm. We have to keep that as a, like inside. That's, that's good to know. There's no limit, guys. There's no limit to how many times you can say an affirmant for your woman. Absolutely. It's not about, it's not about saying, hey, I said it to you like four, 14 times last week. So enough's enough. No, <laughs> right. Basically, there's you're no saying limit. continue affirming it. That's right. Continue affirming. But here's the distinction. Not unless she asks. Wow. See, she has to play her part. Mm. It's always, I'm not going to say it. If, if you know, I, I learned this with one client when I told him this. And he says, I tell her I love her all the time. I tell her I love her all the time. And, and she doesn't even like it because she's pushing it away in her mind. She hasn't asked for it. She hasn't opened up for it. When he says, I love you, in her mind, she's thinking, well, why did you get mad at me the other time? Or why did you do that thing three years ago? <laughs> you know, she her resistance comes up as opposed to her having to ask. This is called 
grow up girls. This is called become a grown up, not a child who the parents have to say, do everything for you. Be a grown woman and be vulnerable at the same time, which is ask for what you want and have a context where he will think it's reasonable. I understand it. And I even look at if she there's no limit to it, because sometimes she'll say it a lot. And and when we're having sex, I like it when I go in and out, in and out a lot. OK, it's just <laughs> emotional sex is what it is. I'm not going to say it to strangers and whatever, yeah. although, you know, we do it all the time. You know, I look at how many books were sold, how many, how much am I loved? You know, it's every time I'm looking for my success, how much money I made, what list I'm on, how mm -hmm. I look today, how many people are showing up for my work that I do. Yep. I'm always, I'm basically saying, do they love me? Do they love me? That's my female side, but not appropriate for men to verbalize that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Our actions look for that. Our actions seek to earn that, yep. but it's very appropriate in the right setting for a woman to be that vulnerable, not with just any guy but somebody that she actually can feel her levels of insecurity. Mm -hmm. And there are some women who say, I'm not insecure. I know I'm love. You're the most insecure. Your insecurity are covered up. You know, that's just a defense reaction. You know, it's just, it's like, I, I love myself. I'm great. No, vulnerability is, is mm -hmm. we all have insecurities inside. Just like, you know, if I give a talk and nobody claps, <laughs> I mean, just kind of like, I'm bummed, you know, <laughs> what a response, uh, a guy making love to a woman and there's no sounds and nothing. She's yeah. just laying there. You're bummed out. <laughs> reassurance. At the same time, since I did talk about that sex point, mm. men need to say to women, mm. honey, I, when I make love, when we have sex and we make love, I don't care. I, I, I don't have any goal. If you don't have an orgasm, that's fine. I just want you to enjoy it. There's mm -hmm. no goal we're looking for here. Mm -hmm. So many women, what happens is energy builds in their body. Let's see if I have time for this. <laughs> mm -hmm. it, energy's building in their body and it, it starts to build up and maybe you're stimulating the clitoris at that time and, and, and then it will start to go down because it's uh, a wave. See, it's yes, a buildup. Yes. And for many women, and it will start to go up and then it, it's no longer rising. It's starting to go down mm -hmm. and then they bear into it. They intensify, they focus on, and they try now to keep it going. And that's called intensification to achieve a goal. Mm. And that just drains a woman of her life force. So that, that's what we typically call a climax is when yeah. she has an orgasm based upon, you know, getting in yeah. there, intensifying. We're going, don't stop, don't stop. If my wife says to me, don't stop, I'm stopping. Okay, it's just like, let's relax. Let's come back to what we're doing here. We're making love. Use the sex energy to feel the love, that's the point of it. If you're not making babies, otherwise you're just a narcissist trying to get off on yourself, might as well do it yourself, <laughs> which is not a good thing to do. This is life force energy that you don't wanna just spill anywhere, but you wanna share that energy because when, particularly for men, particularly for men, the arousal, it feels so good that now he can feel more. Mm -hmm. When he can feel more, then he gets the message, do you love me? He will feel more that he loves her. Right. It's her happening to call out. She turns the man on. It's the yeah. woman who dances and the man who comes out. This is old as the ages. When, mm. when I was in the temples in India meditating, I open my eyes and I see on the wall, they have naked women with bells yeah. around their vagina. You know, <laughs> they're dancing mm -hmm. and all the men are in meditation. <laughs> it's the women bring the men out. You know, mm -hmm. it's the whole dance of Shiva and Shakti. She 
brings the man out into the world. Otherwise, he's the unbounded, no formless being. Yes, uh, yes. And that, and there's nothing wrong with men being going there. That's the men going to his cave temporarily, yeah. forgetting all your problems. We have to learn to do that. That rebuilds mm -hmm. our testosterone. Mm -hmm. For women, it's talking about their feelings. But you ask some big, profound questions, which is mm -hmm. how do you talk so a man will listen? So a quick primer on that. Oh, the, my book, Beyond Mars and Venus, has a lot of these ideas in it, Beyond Mars and Venus. But the, one of the techniques there is, and, and this is also when you're dating, okay? This is just bring emotion into the conversation. Mm -hmm. I was watching the news today and so-and-so said this. I'm so frustrated that he would say that. You know, mm -hmm. it's disappointing to me because I had hoped that this would happen. Share, share your frustrations, your disappointments. You know, I'm really concerned about this. When you have conversation, if you bring emotion into it and then balance it with, but I'm really glad that this mm. is happening and I'm really mm. happy that at least we've got this. You have a responsibility when you have, share any negative emotion to move around, to come back to a positive emotion. Mm. So he can see, wow, this woman's got emotions, but she always ends up on the positive side. Right. And for right. men, don't share your emotions and, and set, share what you think and always think, well, that makes sense to me. I can understand that. Uh -huh. Well, I think this and this and this. And she said, well, I think this and this and this. And then you say, tell me more. Help me understand that better mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. share more. It's like mm -hmm. you, what you want is the man to penetrate her, yeah. not the woman mm -hmm. to penetrate him. That's your basic balance. And, and there's always a time where he shares and she hears some, mm -hmm. but the leaning has to be more on her side. Mm -hmm. So he gets to know her and she mm -hmm. gets to be authentic and she gets to be real. And she doesn't have to be a people pleaser, which is adjusting herself all the time to get him to like her. You want a guy that you don't have to do anything other than be yourself who likes you. And then you start to learn how to express yourself, free yourself in the binds of trying to get somebody's approval, which is a big thing for women. It's a big thing for men as well. Uh, but men should take action more. It's about taking action, take listening, uh, we have to be careful when she's talking, not to try to solve her problems, give yep. her advice, yep. instead ask for more, get her to talk more and you win her over. And for women by talking more, you give him a chance to see who you are and be attracted to you. John, do we have time for one more quick question? Yeah. Are, you, are, are you good on that? Yeah. Final question, because I know we could talk, your final knowledge we could talk for hours, but just to be respectful for your time. Can you just, in the final question, maybe address the topic of children and how kids affect the dynamic. And, and based on your experience with your wife and before, before you had kids, oh, right? oh. you were together. Yeah. And then how does it change when you have kids? So for those of us that I just had a kid, people that you know going to have kids listen to this conversation a year from now, what, did you wish you knew and what guidance could you give us newborn toddler stage and, and how, I guess, what did you wish you knew in well, your marriage before like having well, kids? Somehow, I, I'm just so glad I figured this out at that time, which is it, it dawned on me. Um, basically I said it real quickly, a lot of information here and I did write a book called children are from heaven. So it's okay, a good book beautiful. on parenting skills. Uh, there's another book I'd highly recommend, though. My daughter, Lauren, has a one-year-old. Her birthday's coming up right now. And she wow. turned me on to a book called Hunter-Gatherer Parent. Wow. Okay. You'll like that a lot. There's really good ideas in Hunter-Gatherer. So that's what I wish I had known when I was raising my kids, although I did a very good job. But it was another, in essence, what that book talks about is don't over 
don't give too much attention to your children. See, it's like when you're making faces with your child, you're trying to get them to smile. Their smile is a gold. You know, when a child mm -hmm. smiles, you just feel in heaven. So now you're trying to control them rather than let mm -hmm. them be more self-sufficient and also have interaction with you. But just go easy with trying to always be looking at them and attending to them, mm -hmm. but let them play with those one or two toys, you know, a little ball, a little of this, so that you're busy reading a book and they're with you, but you're not pushing energy on them so much. Mm. They learn primarily by watching you, not by you looking at them. Mm. They need to be observers. They absorb, they're in, a, they're in a dream state. Their brain is in theta and they're absorbing you. Mm. And so the other side of my advice to young parents is to realize that they're absorbing you. So you want to be your best self and have your best relationship for your children. Yes. And that back to our earlier thing, if you're getting angry, you have a rule. Look, honey, I just need to take some time. We'll talk about tomorrow at 12. Uh, and that's it. You, you have a time. We're going to talk about it. But I'm going to take time out to think about it. I need to think about what you said and, yes. I and go off. And for women to know that if they're getting angry or they see him getting angry, they also need to say simply, I need to think about this and we'll talk again mm -hmm. and to be able to walk off. There has to be this freedom to walk away without being the bad guy, without mm -hmm. being the bad guy. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Hunter gatherer parents, I took the book out and children are from heaven. Children from I, heaven. I, I'm and I'd like to, to also mention that. that I know we're winding up and I, uh, you know, about 25 years ago, I had early stage Parkinson's and that's what got me mm -hmm. into healing it and yes. learned all about natural supplements and everything. Yeah. And I don't do that much now uh, because I, I've sort of healed myself. I eat well and mm. I feel great all the time. But what I know is a lot of people, and I don't have stress. I'm a very mm. low stress person when, um, and I have lots of sex. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's a great life. I've created, life. I've worked hard to create it. And when I say lots of sex, lots of making love. Okay. Mm. Making love. Mm. And but the, and I, and I fast and I eat good food. So th these are like, real, but some people are, are, have low energy, not sleeping well, mm -hmm. less uh, interest and motivation, so forth. There are supplements that can help a lot. And I've come down to having had 40 different ones at my store and teaching people. And they'll have benefits mm -hmm. without, I took the best ones and put it into one product and it can be bought at Amazon. Wow. About elemental orotate, uh, elemental orotates. And if you just go to Amazon and, and do, you know, Mars Venus supplements, you'll find it. Or go to my website, marsvenus.com, and this little banner, it will take you there. And what it has in it is, particularly the magic of it, is three particular ingredients that you won't find very easily. And mm -hmm. it's calcium orotate, magnesium orotate, and lithium orotate. Now, what orotate does, it's a substance in mother's milk, and it it goes into the genome of the mitochondria and also your other genomes, and it facilitates gene expression. Huh. So now when you're making, if you're, if you're a woman and you're making testosterone all day, you, you come home and you're still making testosterone. Mm. <laughs> you, you want to be able to shift gears to the gene expression of your female side. So what it means is when you're making test too much testosterone, for example, for a woman, you're going to be feeling overwhelmed. You can't forget mm -hmm. problems. You're thinking about problems all the time. We men have a mechanism called testosterone expression for us, helps us to forget our problems. Okay. Mm -hmm. We temporarily forget them, rebuild our testosterone and go back out and solve the problem. Women don't have that built into their biology. So if they're alone, they're busy having to be the man for them all the time. 
And just three months, the way the gene is, if you're doing the gene expression of masculinity primarily in your woman, your gene now will duplicate itself and the new genes, uh, the new genome will primarily be, I'm designed to make masculine hormones. Wow. So you just get stuck over there and it's hard to come back to your female side. So doing the behaviors I suggest to come back to your female side helps, but you wanna, you wanna support the genome and making the change as well. Mm. Uh, behavior is what does it, but your body has to respond with the right ingredients and or orotate has been shown to wow. facilitate gene expression and correcting mm. the errors of gene expression. So now you can change the way your genes are operating back to their wow. normal operating function. And oratic acid is known to be one of the few things that can actually go in there and affect mm -hmm. the, goes all the way into the genome. So I've got the magnesium genome, which helps to produce more feminine energy, the calcium uh, orotate, which helps produce more masculine energy. They're, they're mm. a polarity. And then there's lithium. Now lithium is the most important. It balances the two, mm. lithium orotate. Now you won't hear anything about lithium other than it's a bad thing because nobody yeah. would need antidepressants in my opinion, if they were taking lithium orotate on a regular basis. Mm. It's miraculous. It's absolutely miraculous. They discovered that when 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 just for thousands of years, there's these places on the planet where they have lithium springs. There's sulfur springs, and you have pain in your body. Your pain goes away mm. you have temporarily. Lithium springs. You sleep better. Your depression goes away. Wow. Anxiety goes away in a lithium spring. I mm. even created a ranch at one point where I had these big hot tubs mm. made of sulfur springs and lithium springs, and people would come up there. It was just too much to manage. Yeah. It was miraculous, literally miraculous. But wow. anyway. You can buy lithium orotate. You combine wow. the three things together is what I've done in a balance for men and a balance for women, which helps support these changes I'm asking people to make. Wow. It's not a drug. It doesn't do the supplement. It's a supplement. It supports you and ingredients that you're not going to always get just from eating, particularly. Mm. And it's not regular magnesium. It's a form that goes across the blood brain barrier. The calcium is it goes across the blood brain barrier and works with the lithium to balance your male female side. Now that's my experience of helping people for 20 years. And then I decided to improve it, which is because there's 10 basic uh, supplements out there on the market, mm -hmm. which are known to lower stress levels. Mm -hmm. So your body will naturally can adjust itself. The genome can adjust its expression if it's not under stress. See, when it goes under stress, it's always going to go out of balance. Yep. Under stress, women go masculine. Under stress, men go feminine. They get angry, and that's their female energy. Uh, so what the new one does, the elemental orotates, it has the 10 adaptogens, like, like ashwagandha, which oh, helps wow. to calm, produces the uh, more serotonin, more relaxation, more ease and comfort, ashwagandha. Uh, Bacopa, which is known to increase comprehension and focus. Rhodiola rosea, which is proven to produce more dopamine mm -hmm. in the brain, more mm -hmm. serotonin in the brain. The lithium is what balances it. That's very, very important. So you're getting the right balancing factor. Then there's these uh, fulvic minerals, which activate everything. There's mm -hmm. something called saffron, which takes away your hunger. I mean, it, it's amazing. Wow. And then my favorite ingredient is berberin. Everybody should be taking berberin because that helps balance your blood sugar and also wow. helps the brain regenerate itself. Also, lithium itself uh, has been proven in a, in a petri dish 
to cause brain cells to grow and multiply. And that's the only thing they can do that. This is, these are miraculous things. And so I put all my favorite ones in one, one thing, which is the elemental orotate for women, one for men. And they're pretty similar. It's just men have more zinc and women have a little bit more mm -hmm. magnesium and a few other little different balances. Uh, so that's available to find it. It's kind of hard to find on Amazon. It's hard yeah. to remember the name uh, or, or in, We'll put the link in the show notes for the link, sure. Even just the link can be to, Mar to show yeah. or just the link to marsvenus.com. Great. Right at the top of the page, we have a link to it. So. Great. Great. We'll put that link in the show notes, folks. Check out uh, John's Elemental Orotates. You know, I am I'm, I love supplements. So now I'm more than curious. I'm going to check it out myself. Elemental Orotates. People can find that on Amazon, but also check out the link that we're going to put in the show notes so that you can uh, not only connect with John, marsvenus.com but also get the now, the one other aspect i like to share with people is at marsvenus.com there is a free workshop you can take and there's also a under courses the best course was written by my daughter lauren with my editing help mm. and it's for women only and it's called understanding men mm. there you'll understand the power of keeping a man interested in you the power of asking for what you want in a way that doesn't come across as a complaint Wow. To motivate a man to do more mm -hmm. for you without trying to change him. Mm -hmm. Anything you do to change a man will hit resistance. Mm -hmm. Simply put, if I push at you, you will push back. This is yeah. a universal law. If my wife's upset and I push, push at her, don't be upset, she will become more upset. You mm -hmm. try to push on a man to change. These are universal forces. So how do you motivate a man mm -hmm. to be his best self? And what that's what that class is about. And what's it called? Understanding men. Understanding men. Right. We'll put that in the show notes as well. Beautiful. <laughs> and I recommend men, if your wife is taking that course, you should listen to it as well. So you know what, <laughs> what, what's happening so you can work together on it. Because a lot of tools for people, practical tools. Awesome. Good. It's always a pleasure to be awesome. with you. John, thank you. Thank you so much. You are so, always so generous. You're a blessing, a fan of wisdom. And uh, it's so great to see you. Folks, you heard it. The amazing John Gray. Elemental Orotates, uh, Understanding, we'll, we'll put that in the show notes, the supplements there, Understanding uh, Men. Uh, Understand, course, understanding uh, Men, that's all, that, simple as that. that, that John, now, the other John. flip side of that is I forget to mention these things, but I do teach workshops in Northern California. Awesome. So at my website, you can see the schedule for that. Great. Great. that and that's MarsVenus.com, folks. Mars Check it out. As you can see, this is, the I think, the third or fourth time we've had John on Soul Talk. And uh, he never disappoints. Share this episode with everyone in your life that you love. Send me an email, kublaxon at kublaxon.com. I'd love to hear your key takeaways from today's episode. Share this episode with everyone, and I'll catch you next week's episode. You know, can I say one more thing? I know you yeah. close. I, I forgot, you know, because we're taught all your questions tend to be heterosexual relationships. Same things apply in gay relationships. And uh -huh. it, this is your biology. Yes. It's just when you're in a gay relationship. It's, it's not as hard to harmonize because you kind of understand each other, but you still have to maintain your balance. And sometimes mm -hmm. gay gay couples will say, well, one is way more feminine, one's way more masculine. And I say, well, your feminine partner is also masculine as well because mm -hmm. he's he or she's got her biological sex. So you want to play games where you switch roles. If mm -hmm. one is more masculine, the other is more feminine, Let's play, let's do a reverse. Mm. Just you're dealing with the hormones of your biology because mm. everything else is, you know, we can all have personality traits that are more masculine and feminine, but we have these biological realities that can help us create and maintain the polarity of attraction to each other. 
and I think John, we're going to have to do another episode specifically about that. Yeah. Uh, for those that are gay, yeah. uh, alternative lifestyle, I think that'll be a fascinating episode. Yeah. Anyway, John, love you lots, my friend. You're always an inspiration. Folks, share this episode with everyone in your life that you love and catch you next week in next week's episode of Soul Talk. Love now. If you've enjoyed this episode of Soul Talk, please do share the podcast with all of your friends. Let everyone know and make sure you download Soul Talk today. I'm looking forward to next week where I'll get to share more inspiration with you. Meanwhile, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or social media. You can find out more about my work at www.cooplaxon.com. If you feel ready to take your life to the next level, join me at my exclusive event in Bali, www.boundlessblissbali.com, where you can find out more and apply. Also, make sure to remember to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment at cooplaxon.com. Sending you all big hugs and love now.